Ask of Ka, where we talk all things related to Stephen King's Dark Tower series. Um, today we are going to be having a little bit of an emergency episode, and yes. to join me on this journey is the other other part of my content the third member the one and only justin hello hello how are you i'm okay i'm i'm okay <laughs> okay i mean this is a very auspicious day for our particular brand i know but you know what i will say surprisingly mm -hmm. no tummy issues Okay, which I guess is a good day for hey, me. Hey, yeah, that is so, a good day so for you. So you know what? I'm good. I'm very good. How are you? I mean, I'm good. Tummy's doing good. <laughs> Everything's good. I mean, I will say that when the news that we're going to be talking about dropped today, I literally shouted out, holy shit! Because <laughs> I, I had hoped, I hoped that this day would come. I had suspicions that this day would come um, recently, based on a couple of little news bits okay. um but the day when it actually happened i was delighted and a little bit shocked um so obviously we're gonna be talking about the mike flanagan news dj yes. is currently like literally in this moment on a plane home from japan so you so kindly agreed to hop on and chat with me about this um don't worry listeners we are still recording an episode this weekend but we needed th this is the kind of news that you cannot wait we had to just yes. go ahead and hop on um the first thing i did when i saw it after screaming holy shit to my living room was to tag you in a post like it's happening and it's funny because i i had just seen it on twitter oh really I like, oh i need to go and let rachel know <laughs> in the back of my head i'm like she already knows, but you were the per first person I thought of. Yeah. I mean, you're, I think you are literally the newest Dark Tower fan. You were like just born. So I, what I, a time I, to be alive. I, I just, <laughs> I just finished uh, the final book like a month or two ago. So, so did you stop when King warned you to stop or did you of course go and <laughs> <laughs> I told you that was the vinegar strokes of the book. Like nobody's. I know, but I have, I have thoughts. I won't say them because obviously you guys aren't that far. So no, but if you I mean, want to I know do a you post know, but thoughts, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a divisive ending. And yes. also I'm curious to see, I'm curious to see what the experience is going to be like going through it again, knowing where it's going, you know? So, yeah. which is what okay. we're doing now. Like I'm trying to like keep a, a positive attitude. <laughs> All right. So, um, obviously, the news we're going to be talking about that broke this afternoon is that a new Dark Tower at long last is in the works, helmed by none other than modern master of horror, Michael Flanagan. So, the news. Yes. Uh, let me just break down what's going on, and then okay. I, I want to get your reaction. Okay. So, all right. A couple of weeks, I mean, maybe even only a week ago. Mike Flanagan announced that he was leaving Netflix. He still has one more product, like a uh, project coming, which is the Hall of the House of Usher, which I'm very, very, very excited about. Um, but he was moving on to a new deal, like a multi-picture deal with Amazon. The first thing I thought about when I saw this was obviously, oh my God, it's happening, Dark Tower, because he has long discussed his desire to do adapt this. And at one point, at least, Amazon had the rights because they had that pilot that never aired that they canned right. for the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Which I, you know what? I have not heard. I've heard 
at best mixed things about Lord of the Rings. It's beautiful. Like you can tell that they spent money on it. And uh Gladriel is a really great character and she's really good. But I it isn't enough to justify killing the Dark Tower until today. Cause see now call works in mysterious ways. I would much rather, I think, have this adaptation than that one we almost got. Um, but we'll get into that. Okay. okay. So um so yes as i said th- this news dropped today gizmodo reported it and they said basically flanagan told deadline in an interview that he's already written a pilot script and season outlines for the show and imagines the series will run for five seasons and culminate by two self-contained feature films so i so, think so yeah a season, i want a book basically and then a film for the last two books it, like if you break it down that way Unless, unless it's like one of them is going to be, um, what you call it, uh, Wizard and Glass, yeah, and one of them is going to be the Wind Through the Keyhole. Oh, which one is the Wind Through the Keyhole? You haven't read that one yet. Oh, okay. That's the one that takes place chronologically between uh, Wolves of Color and Five. Yeah, before Wolves. Because it's outside of Lud, so that would okay. be the wasteland. Yeah, it's outside of Lud. There's like a big storm, and they like go into a cave to like wait out the storm. And Roland tells them two fairy tales. It's excellent, um, but I could see that being its own thing. Okay. Okay. So basically, Flanagan has previously this is as reported by AV Club um, uh, previously described this as my holy grail of a project for most of my life. This is something we've been developing ourselves and are really passionate about of finally getting on its feet some point. I wrote a pilot. We view it as a series going in at least five seasons. And having lived with this project for as long as I have, I have an enormous amount of it worked out already in my brain. But I have a pilot script that I'm thrilled with and a detailed outline for my first season and broader outline for subsequent seasons. I think eventually, if we're able to get it going, there are some other writers I want to fold into that process whom I've worked with before. I think they would be really fabulous for a very small, intimate writer's room that we can continue to break it. I'll tell you that more than half of my life, I've closed my eyes and been able to watch a lot of this play out. I've dreamed about this. That first shot, which comes right in the first incredible sentence of the first book, The Gunslinger. I've had that image rattling around my head since I was an undergrad. I've been uh, I've been going to have to get this out there eventually. I really need to get it out of my head. So the other thing is, the re- he actually has the rights. I, did, oh. I thought Amazon had it. But no, Mike Flanagan has the rights. And the way that he got them was he took his outline and his pilot to Stephen King personally. Oh, and Stephen King gave him okay. the rights. All right, that's so that's the news. Okay. <laughs> so, what is your reaction? How are you feeling about this? So, I, I didn't know Mike Flanagan's past with like his past mm. feelings on uh, the Dark Tower. So, it, it makes me happy because clearly there is like there is a lot of love for the series there with him. So, I, I, I think in that regards, it's in good hands. I think. I know I'm kind of the odd man out when it comes to some of Flanagan's stuff. Like, I stopped watching uh, Midnight Society. Well, there was Midnight Club, and there was also Midnight or, Mass. Right, Midnight Society is Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, Midnight Club. <laughs> <laughs> Midnight Club, yes. Yeah, so Midnight Club, I stopped watching because I just I did did not click with me. It's also not for you. Kids with cancer is not. You're going to be your vibe. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's just not. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but also like I didn't like 
season two of uh, Blind Man. I didn't like Blind Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't watched um, Midnight Mass. I know the like hook of it or like the like surprise of it. Um, but I, I don't know. I, 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 the way he talks about it, I trust him. Mm-hmm. And I feel weird saying that because I am a newer fan of the series, but I, I, I don't know. I think it's good hands. I think it's good hands. And if he, yeah. if, if he got Stephen King to say like, here you go. Like, here's the keys to my kingdom, basically. Mm-hmm. That's always a good sign. Well, you like Gerald's game. Yeah. I love Gerald's game. It terrifies me. Even like thinking about the moonlight. Man, yeah. <laughs> the moonlight, like, freaks me uh-huh. out. Well, I mean, that's that was his first adaptation he did for him. And then he did yeah. Dr. Sleep. So they have like a pre-existing I, I do like Dr. Sleep as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, don't know. I, I I'm excited for this. I'm sad that it's probably going to be a couple of years before we actually see it. I know. The wait, like, can, wait begins. <laughs> I would like it if he was like, by the way, season one in like six months. Here you go. Well, that would be nice. But I know that's obviously yeah. that's not how it works. It's going to be well, yeah. probably two years at least well i mean i'm wondering if they're going to shoot the pilot because it doesn't actually have a distributor yet that's the other thing is it's not with amazon it's not with netflix it's mike flanagan's production companies so my hope is that's because everybody's bidding on it and he's going to be able to go with the per- people who give him the most creative freedom and the most money um yeah, that'd be nice Mm-hmm. because I, this is a magnum opus like it deserves that kind of treatment i think yes absolutely. what i'm ex- what i'm excited about is that he gets that balance of horror and also um melancholy because i yeah. love these books they're adventures but at their core they're like pretty melancholy it's like a, very much a character study of of, of someone who is pretty broken and <laughs> yeah <clears throat> you know, and over the course of this, the story, as you know, like he kind of gets broken open um, and then like faces tragedy and heartache and all of those things. And like Mike Flanagan loves to sucker punch. So I feel yes, like <laughs> it's a perfect marriage of of content and um, someone sort of like their tone and their career. I don't know if you've ever seen his first movie, Absentia, although no. I wonder if mm, it is. Do you have to pay what I like to call the dead kid tax? Sort of. And then yeah, I'm good. I'm. You know what? It it was shocking. I'll tell you after if you're never gonna watch it, I'll tell you. I'll tell you off air because I don't want to spoil it for people because I actually think it's a a stellar movie and it scared the shit out of me and I've had nightmares about it. It was the first thing I ever. It's his first film and it's the first thing I ever saw. I entered like a dead uh, uh, dread central contest. Okay. To do a virtual screening. This was years ago, back before people did that, like before Zoom, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so I got to watch it with the director live on a stream. And then there was a QA. And he was just like this up and coming nobody director at the time. But I was like, holy shit, this movie is so intense. And then he went on to like do Oculus and you know, everything else. And and he's become the Mike Flanagan. But I'm I feel like I'm the original fan. <laughs> man that's crazy that that's wild right right so that's really exciting the other thing is is like it's very clear that he's very attached to the source material and wants to give it room to breathe you have yet to see the film correct you haven't delved into it yet no i 
part of me wants to because mm-hmm. obviously I know it's not good <laughs> from uh, what I've heard and uh, I'm not surprised um, but I do want to give it a shot like I, I, I like I don't want to watch it thinking oh everybody's crazy it, it'll be good I want to kind of go into it knowing it's not good but I would like to see kind of how they adapted it I mean, there's good things about it. Idris Elba is a perfectly good Roland. He, yeah. I mean, he's an incredible actor. It's kind of fun. They lean into the fantasy side as opposed to the Western kind of with his styling. And when he does the the Gunslinger's Creed, your credo, you're like, whoo. Okay. But okay. the problem is they try to smash all the books into one movie. They end oh. up at Thunderclap in this movie. So how do they blow through like well, they like, they uh, they basically end the gunslinger at Thunderclap. Like, there's no Eddie, there's no Susanna, there's no Oi, there's no. That is more than half of the story. <laughs> like, like yeah. they are such an like an integral. They are such an important <laughs> part <laughs> to that story. Like, I I think the second you cut them out is you fail at it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So knowing that he's like, I've got five seasons, that sounds to me like he's going to hit all he's going to hit. He's going to get all the hits in. Right. Yeah. Well, because even if you look at it, like, let's say it's 10 episodes, an hour, an episode. That's that I, I you could do a really good job with 10 hours per book if he if that's how he breaks it down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the gunslinger 10 hours of the gunslinger is going to be tough. but. And see, see, so this is the problem with how I went through the first four of these books is they are all Mm -hmm. just like jumble. Yeah. Bleeding together. (laughs) Which tells you you could kind of the first season didn't wouldn't just have to be the the gunslinger. It could be the gunslinger and like it could be the gun because, you know, like you could have even even like, you know, like you hit like a. Like, okay, so there's 12 episodes on episode nine, you could have Jake yeah and then you could have what happens to him on the beach and end with him seeing like the door yeah or like even the like what if the last scene was him like in in eddie on the plane like that's the last scene Ooh, and that would work work really good because a, a, a lot of the times when they do this they don't know who's playing that character ahead of time right so they could just yeah have it be like this it'd be like a quantum leap moment yeah. Ooh, okay <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know i'm pretty pretty excited about it have you seen any do you have any reservations about it or have you seen anybody no. little like oh. so as soon as we talked about it i was like okay i'm not gonna look anything up i'll just save it all for <laughs> when we talk because no i mean it's i don't have any reservations for about it i'm just happy that it is happening i think yeah. the fact that it's knowing what amazon did to lord of the rings um I'm also glad we didn't get that version because I feel like maybe their version wasn't. There is a reason they went with Lord of the Rings over. Well, I think it's because they spent a billion dollars on the rights, like literally oh, yeah, a billion dollars. Right. <laughs> money back. <laughs> no money back. <laughs> like, yeah, also, yeah. to be fair, like Dark Tower was considered, it, it made like over a hundred million dollars, like uh, worldwide, but it was definitely considered a failure. Yeah. Um, so I could, I could kind of see why they would go that way, like just from a money standpoint. But it was definitely a heartbreaker. 
because it was going to be Wizard and Glass, but, which is the best. But, but going how because they did that, we potentially get the best version of what we're going to get. That's what I'm saying. Like, even though it hurt at the time, like, comes it, was, it, was, it might be worth it. It might be worth it. Yeah. I will say the only sort of blowback or like not blowback, like negative comments I saw, like I posted about this on the Caspacaw Facebook group. And it, mm-hmm. they, it wasn't like negative, like, oh, he sucks or anything. But it was like, I'll believe it when I see it, which I think is super fair because as you're, you're new to the Dark Tower fandom and like the Dark Tower heartbreak cycle. <laughs> but we have been living in this for decades. There have been versions oh. where, where like at one point... um there, there's been multiple rounds of this, like, like product, not production starting, but like, like gearing New up and announcements that this is happening. Like, okay. Yes, like it was going to be on HBO at one point. Uh, Russell Crowe was going to be Roland. Then it was going to be um, Javier Bardem was going to be Roland. Then Ooh. I mean, yeah, there's been multiple movies that have almost taken off. It was kind of like a Sandman situation where like over and over and over again, like things would start going, cast would start coming together, and then it would like basically they're like, we can't crack this code. Yeah. So that's that's how we ended up with the one that we got in 2017, I think. 17, 16, 17. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so so people are naturally very skeptical, and I don't blame them at all <laughs> because that is that is rough. Um, all right, so but we're gonna stay positive. So let's yes, if this happens. Okay. Now, granted, we know Mike Flanagan; he has a stable of actors that he no, likes. No, no, I'm going. I'm, I didn't pick. I okay. specifically went out of his wheelhouse. I guess you could say. <laughs> uh have you do you follow him on tiktok no i do not by any chance he's i hilarious. don't ha- i only have tiktok for when michelle sends me stuff <laughs> got it i don't even have tiktok i just see his reels on facebook Uh-oh. and then like i will occasionally go to the browser version of tiktok because i've seen everything he's done um i would highly recommend if you are not following mike flanagan on tiktok or you're curious about it he's so funny He's so funny. There's this one where he does this whole thing about like, why do you always work? Like, cause he does Q and A's. So mm-hmm. the question was, why do you always work with the same actors? And he goes through this whole thing about like, I actually have really bad eyesight and they keep tricking me. I like, I thought I had <laughs> cast Camille Nanjiani <laughs> and I thought I was working with him for three weeks. And then I realized it was wrong again. <laughs> it's actually, he's hilarious. And he has this very, very life accurate john malkovich bus like head that is oh. in a lot of his videos <laughs> but i'm guessing we'll start to see some dark tower stuff on there so Let's i would hope. definitely recommend a tiktok situation he talked about it his latest tiktok is about the dark tower and it's funny because he's acting he like clearly recorded it before this announcement went out but he has this like total twinkle in his eye about like they asked if he would ever adapt it and he was like i would really like to <laughs> okay <laughs> he all right, so that aside, let's get into our casting. So okay. this is the gunslinger, presumably, right? So did you cast beyond just our three sort of main characters? Or yes. are, okay. so okay. I went um the, all right, went, let's start with Roland. Who who's okay. your Roland? Roland for me was easy, and I don't think my I don't remember who I said last time we talked. I remember. Uh, who was it? It was your boyfriend um jeffrey dean morgan 
Yes. It still is. That's still, that's still, that's still I, I remember we had a conversation, like there was like a spit in my mouth conversation. And yeah, I want to know if, I, if your man in black state the same as well <laughs> as no, a result of it. I know oh. my man in black has changed. Okay. All right. Well, so I was having trouble with my Roland, but I finally settled on, I think if we were going to stay in the okay. Mike Flanagan universe, it would be Ewan McGregor. And then, because I mean, he's got like the blue eyes. He can he can be sad. He can. I want somebody who can act their face off without yes. saying a word. So he was my in network, okay. <laughs> in network selection. But if I could have anyone, it is a perfect tie between Viggo Mortensen and Daniel Craig. Okay, I I I can see Viggo. You'll, you'd have mm-hmm. to sell me on Daniel Craig. Well, he just like the steely blue eyes, the yeah. like kind of angry, withdrawn kind of thing. I feel like yeah. he can definitely do, especially if you go back and watch like Layer Cake or even like the sad James Bond movies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's like fair. Skyfall, you know, he's like yeah, pretty. I can see it. He's Skyfall, like the traumatized. one where he's getting hit in the, in, the, in the balls. No, that's the first one he did. Casino Royale. He's like tied I, up to a chair and like I mean I, I see so much you know CBT and it doesn't even register. <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not king shaming. I'm king nope. asking why. <laughs> oh, okay, so man in black, you said yours has changed. Yes, and so I, it is I, no longer your boy, other boyfriend. No, it is no longer okay. Hilly Murphy. I think that's who I said was going to be man. Yeah, Black. yeah. I, so I wanted to try and pick somebody that was kind of close to the age of Jeffrey Dean Morgan mm-hmm. to kind of so they would like pair well together. More, mm-hmm. it's hard because I believe Gunslinger. They're actually not that old. I'm trying. I don't really remember. I mean, it's, Eddie calls him long, tall, and ugly, but Eddie's like 19. So anybody over 35 probably yeah. looks old to him. And if he's the only person describing him. So, so well, okay. So age aside, but I kind of tried to pick somebody that was in like the same age range of Jeff, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So I actually went Willem Dafoe. Ooh. Yes, I've always because, thought saw him as Gasher or Latin. No, Gasher. Yeah, Gasher. But I'm I'm down with the Willem Dafoe. Only because like we don't we don't see a lot of the Man in Black, so no. I think it would really work if for those like select moments that we get him. Hmm. And also because it's Willem Dafoe, mm. you won't have to. You wouldn't. You well, I can't. That's. I, I'm not going to say what I was going to say because that would spoil basically the whole, the whole series. Oh, okay. But um, I'll, I'll I'll let you know after. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but no, no. I think I think Willem. I when I because now when I think of Willem Dafoe, I look back at like the lighthouse. And I yeah, think he yeah, it, right. And I, and I don't know. He's just. I just I I like to see people. I like to see. I don't know. <laughs> No, I think I'm just thinking about like him in a hood and all you see is that smile. Yes, because he's I mean, from Spider-Man, he's got the yeah. creepy smile, right? Like he's had yeah. he's got that like weird, creepy, creepy person kind of look to him. So I don't yeah. mean that in a bad way. Yeah. Okay. A little creepy. 
Yeah. Okay. I have two picks again, but I think I, I might change it to Willem Dafoe because okay. now I'm like very into this vision of him in the cloak with just that smile showing and his nose. And he's yeah. so amazing when he's like the mermaid and yeah. <laughs> he's so good and he can chew up the scenery like nobody's business. Okay. So the people I wrote down were Mads Mikkelsen because Ooh. he has like an ethereal sort of like inhuman beauty, which I think mm. would be an interesting kind of like how the devil is a fallen angel kind of thing. Yes. So, okay. and he's, he's creepy and also alluring at the same time. Like he has that, you know, that vibe that would be perfect for for walter odem and then the other one i picked again because i think he is odd and really charismatic and could get the humor parts of of uh walter would be david tennant i don't know much about david tennant i'm sorry <laughs> okay so you never watched like doctor who no, never. Okay. I've never seen All a right. single episode. Well, of then trust me when I say this is okay. excellent, genius casting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm wondering if you and I have the same person for Jake. I have a feeling that we do. Okay. Who Who is your pick? Do you want to say it at the same time? Uh, am I saying for first name or full name? Uh, first and name. last, because I have a middle name too. <laughs> We have the same person. <laughs> I Hold also on. have a middle name. <laughs> Do we? Let's see. Three, two, one. Roman Jack Griffiths. Gil- no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Roman Griffin Davis. Roman Griffin. He was the kid from uh, Jojo Rabbit. Oh, okay. See, I went Jack Dylan Grazer. Oh, he was uh, like, he. he's a little old to me. He is but now. he's great. Well, yeah, they're filming it in like in two years. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be like voting and renting cars. Oh, I and... know, I know. He was born in two thousand and three. Okay, he's. Oh my god, he's gonna be twenty next year. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Maybe not him. All right. But, I, like, but... just push me into my grave, Jesus. <laughs> but because I, I, when I think about him, I obviously think about him and it. Yes, and how so he was able it. to like he kind of plays like the weird funny because mm-hmm. I, I, who does he play oh my god he plays not Richie is he Richie no he's not Richie he no, is Eddie. not Stan Eddie yeah yes yep. I, I don't know I, I I think he was like perfect for that role and I think that Jake has maybe he should be Eddie <laughs> I mean he'd be the right age, age yes. which is upsetting yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah every time i see finn wolfhart i feel like the entropy of time like so it was like, funny because i was like oh how old is finn wolfhart now and then i was like oh wait no he's like 40 like 45 <laughs> yeah <laughs> he has grandchildren like <laughs> but yeah so roman griffith davis is he's in jojo rabbit he was also in i don't know if you've watched it although it has dead kid stuff in it that um christmas horror film that came out last year it was actually directed by his mother um, and he's incredible in both of those films. And he's like little and cute and cherub faced. So when he went off, the, you might not be able to watch him go off the train tracks <laughs> under the mountain. Yeah. Like, How are you? You'll yeah. be okay. Yeah. I'm ready I mean, for it. I, I'm I ready felt for it. bad that I recommended this book, these books before I knew your trigger. And I was like, Ooh. Eh. it's, it's like, if it's like overly graphic, it bugs mm. it. It's 
Yeah, it's me. There's but. some details later that I, I immediately thought of and I was like, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I felt really bad. <laughs> but that's all right. You yeah. got me back with something recently. Oh, with God of War. No warnings about animal violence. So we're even now. <laughs> I Hey, I warned you about a certain animal thing, but you don't have yeah. to worry about it for a long time. That's true. That is true. Yes. But I was not prepared to see the like baby bears crying over their dead mother. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <I> was, uh, <laughs> yeah. like, can we just kill all the humans, please? <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. So any last thoughts about this news? How are you feeling after kind of getting some of it off your chest? Better. Better. So even better? Yeah, I feel like I, you came in at a pretty like good place. No, I, I'm good because I I see this is the thing is I I get hyped up really easily. I get really yeah. like really excitable about like things I enjoy. So mm -hmm. I don't know talking about it. And also there's a Star Wars. Sorry, <laughs> there's a, uh, they're showing Star Wars stuff. Right okay, now. well that's very important. So we can yeah, wrap so it's this like, up. Uh, 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 Speaking of things <laughs> that I get very excited about, uh, which is it the new Star Wars? Um, the one from Quantic Dream? Uh, no, the uh, follow-up to Jedi. Oh, Survivor. Jedi Survivor. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed our emergency episode of the Cast of Call. Stay tuned. DJ will be back when we record on Sunday, and I will get his take as well. And they should find a role for Jenny Ortega. Just saying. Well, I mean, it's a horror movie, and so she has know, to be in it. I know. So, I, I, I don't Susan understand. Delgado? I could get into that. See, I was even thinking like. Uh... No, I don't know. I was like, who? What's the other female character? I don't think there's one. <laughs> well, none that I would necessarily want to. I mean, like, who's it going to be? Sylvia? Who, like, he I mean, has it some could gun be... intercourse with. Um, um... Okay. My the final woman thought... at the bar that he has regular intercourse with. <laughs> I, I do have a final thought. The, the speaking demon <laughs> that molests a child is that who you want to cast oh, oh. I, I i do have one request to make of uh mr flanagan dear mr flanagan dear mr flanagan uh we don't need to hear as much about the pussy juices <laughs> <laughs> someone's still just saying song of susanna <laughs> <laughs> just, just put it out there you know yeah i i will you know what i will co-sign this we'll start a, a petition online <laughs> anonymously <laughs> yeah yeah song of i'm hoping song of susanna is just gonna be like, that's what i'm it, saying it like it should be it is yeah yeah um the 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 role i was thinking about for jenny ortega by the way yes i the the flashback book i can't remember the name of it again if they're all kind of wizard going back. and glass yeah wizard and oh yeah mm -hmm. the best one um the best one <laughs> yeah wizard and glass he could be um or she could be oh my god susan delgado yes all right you already <laughs> said that listen I don't care how you get there, but whenever you come around to agreeing with me, I'm into it. <laughs> we're on the same page. I took the very, very, very long way to say we're on the same page. 
I mean, I feel like that's very Stephen King Dark Tower of you. Yeah. <laughs> right. I just yeah. The wheel of yes. paw turned and here you are on the same side of me. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you so much to my guest host. Uh I whatever I get you on here, it makes my freaking day. So thank you so much. Well, Justin. thank you for having me on. I will gladly show up anytime. You just ask me and I'll be here. Awesome. Bye everybody. Bye. Right, this is where I very coolly in broadcast like a professional. Um, I know there are two buttons. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening and to my co-host DJ for making me laugh and for indulging all of my tinfoil hat conspiracies. Production on this episode was done by yours truly. Our theme song for the show was created by DJ. Bye.